Hello and welcome to Coal Minds Unraveled. Today we're unraveling Charles Manson. Now first, let's unravel what a cult really is. Essentially, a cult is an organized group where leaders dominate cult members through psychological manipulation and different pressure strategies. Um, They're usually led by somebody who manipulates and isolates members from the rest of society. Typically, cults are identified by things like absolute authoritarianism without accountability. So there's one leader and they're accountable for themselves and everyone else. And there's no one like in charge of them or keeping them in check. Uh, Things like zero tolerance for criticism or the lack of meaningful financial disclosure or telling people what's happening with the money they give or make in different things that they do. Yeah, that would also like zero tolerance would also be like the leaders won't accept like if a member wants to criticize something they're doing it's typically like completely shut down not accepted Um, other things that are typical um factors that you see in a cult are unreasonable fears about the outside world that involve conspiracies and persecution so believing they're persecuted in ways that they might not be or they're portraying themselves as these cast people who are cast out of society they feel that they are never able never able to be good enough and uh they also believe that their leaders fight all the time no matter what and their leaders also control members um so they can't go and do whatever they want to do or go wherever they want to go so to sort of characterize a cult member, it's actually interesting. So people that are in cults or that join cults are actually more likely to have a higher level of education, a weaker spiritual background, higher financial success, be of younger age, and have fewer time constraints, as opposed to how people may perceive them to be like weird outcasts, like they don't feel that they have a place in the world. And while that may be true, you wouldn't expect that to be typical of somebody that's pursuing a higher education and seems to have their life kind of laid out already. Yeah, I think it's interesting um, thing because lots of times we see that the reason that they do this is because they feel secure in their lives and they feel like they want to branch out and um, live life more fully and they want to um, try things that may like help them in life not only and financially and but like more spiritually and find out themselves because these people are normally like she said have a higher level of education or are financially secure so that means like they don't have to worry about um if they just could join a cult for a year or two and try something new um they're also um, open-minded because of their higher education so that means they like see things from a different point of view than someone who grew up in say a catholic background and only like has learned things they normally come from a background of like everything that like they don't really have a set um background or point of view yeah it's also interesting like going off of that um the fact that they have a that typically they have a weaker spiritual background would also make them more open-minded to joining a cult because they don't have like 
a previous knowledge of feeling like in some religions you might feel like you're being controlled or like so they're more open-minded to joining something that could be like that purely out of interest or what he was talking about trying to find yourself in a different way yeah and also off that i think they might also not perceive what they're getting into as a cult more of like a religion or like club um, ideology or belief that other people have formed and yeah okay so moving on now that we all know what a cult is let's unravel charles manson and the manson family murders charles manson was born to two young parents both at age 16 Um, they weren't really prepared to raise a son and then his mother actually ended up going to prison for armed robbery so manson was sent to live with an aunt uncle in west virginia um he grew up with them and then as a teenager he was in and out of juvenile detention centers and prisons for crimes like petty larceny armed robbery burglary and auto theft following his release from prison in 1967 actually Manson moved to San Francisco, and he believed that the coming of an apocalyptic race war would devastate the United States from some um, enlightenment he had. Um, He uh, attracted a small but devout following from the city's youth culture, and uh, by 1968, he had become the leader of the family, a communal religious cult. they were drawn from sci-fi as well as the occult and some fringe psychology. Uh, he believed that the race war would leave the family in a position of dominant power over the world. So the family takes an arguably drastic turn in 1969 when members of the group carried out the killing of celebrities in Hollywood. Um, his murders included a pregnant woman seen as an up-and-coming actress, a hairstylist, a teenager, and many others. Um, and the murders were not only quite random, considering that these people really had no ties to Manson or the family, but were also very, very brutal. Before the first attack, Manson told this second-hand man named uh, Tex Watson to kill all the people in the house as gruesomely as you can. Manson knew the previous tenant of the house because he considered giving Manson a recording contract, but ultimately decide against it. Um, just a further note, um... We didn't talk about this before, but Manson um, was a wannabe singer-songwriter and was trying to make it big in uh, California. That's why he moved to San Francisco. It's also interesting um, because he knew the previous tenant, so it's hard to decipher if he thought that the previous tenant still lived there and that's why he sent his followers to kill everybody in the house because he didn't like this guy because he didn't give him a recording contract the other people that live there now really had no connection to manson except that they lived in the house so we don't really know if that's the reason or not but it's just an interesting connection and the murders were brutal and quite crazy but they uh, went something like this so tex watson um he was sort of the leader of the four that carried out most of the killings so, af- so as they walk to the house, he shoots a teenage friend of the house's caretaker that was pulling out of the driveway. And then him and the two other women break into the main house, leaving their fourth to stay at the gate as a lookout. 
So there's four people in the home at the time. They uh, made them all gather in the living room and then proceeded to, uh, made them gather in the living room. And two of them were linked by ropes tied around their necks. And one of them was shot and stabbed to death while the other managed to free themselves and flee. But they were chased down and K were stabbed in the back. Um, finally, um, one of the, the women uh, stabbed the pregnant woman who was blood was used to write the word pig on the front door. So in the end, there was nine murders committed in total at four separate locations between July and August of 1969, and all were brutal, like the Tate murder that we described. Um, Tate was the pregnant woman. In 1971, Charles Manson and the four murderers were put on trial and sentenced to the death penalty. However, it was abolished shortly after their sentences, so they were reduced to life imprisonment. Um, and they all became eligible for parole a few times during their sentences, but were always denied. The brutal nature of the murders committed by the Manson family, in addition to the fact that some of the victims were celebrities, touched upon some degree of the deepest fears in American uh, psychology and the idea that you might not be safe at home for one and the idea that even good girls quote unquote are a few moves away from committing unspeakable crimes it just kind of I think is interesting to me that this man that is an authority over all these people can get them to do such crazy things and just kill people. Yeah. The Manson's followers were really like die hard followers of Manson. Like they would do whatever he said. Um because they just believed whatever he said yeah. was true. They thought he was like God. Yeah. They were all very young, pretty young all of them were. Um so kind of to touch back on what we talked about at the beginning of a description of somebody that joins a cult they all fit the description fairly well young open-minded sort of wanted to be a part of something and surprisingly well off and then i mean it's i guess a bit unfortunate that like young kids attracted to this man that's telling them all these things are going to happen and then their life ends up like this because they yeah. believed him. Just which, got caught up in yeah. believing in things that he said. It's also interesting, too. It's still pretty unknown why. Like, wh the purpose of the murders is <clears throat> fairly unknown. And that's due to the randomness of the murders, of who was murdered of the timing, I mean, just really, it, none of it makes sense or lines up in any way, shape, or form. Thanks for tuning in on uh, Cult Minds Unraveled, and make sure to tune in next time for uh, a brief look at some fire and lots of gunshots.